begin with the dance of the microphones. <laughs> uh, good morning, welcome to worship. It's good to see you here. Um, again, in unusual circumstances, isn't it? There's, there are no additional notices. Um, all I can suggest is if you're not getting the information that you need, just have a chat with me after the service and we'll try our best to provide it. I, I know there might be some little things that are slipping through the net sometimes. I, I, I think we're all in a bit of a routine now, but I know Kath and I had a bit of a flat because we couldn't find where the arrangements for booking the services were and we, they weren't in the weekly notices that we or the occasional notices that Karen's been doing, or at least we couldn't find them when we searched our emails, <laughs> but it was hidden away in Sphere, so it um, just helps us if you give us a bit of feedback about perhaps things that you should think you should know about and, and you don't know about. And I, I don't know about you, I'm having, I mean, mine's in a whirl sometimes about what we, we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do with COVID. I think, I think the situation in church at the moment is that we're allowed to have a little chat outside in groups of six, is that right? But not, not in here. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, I'll not start a debate on the COVID rules and regulations. I'll open in prayer. Let us pray. Father, thank you that we're gathered together in your name this morning. And uh, it's sometimes difficult to know what to pray for in these times, but I'm brought back to the Lord's Prayer and the simplicity of it. And you asked us to ask you to give us our daily bread. I pray that you'll provide us with the bread, the sustenance that we need, not just food, but physical well-being and spiritual well-being. The comfort of knowing that we are in your eternal care. Give us each day, Lord, the things that we need and give us this morning the things that we need as we seek you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning and welcome to worship. Um, I'm, I'm neither Kate Bosman nor am I Rebecca Ainsworth, whichever you were expecting. Um, Rebecca has prepared the whole of this service, but she's suffering from vertigo at the moment. So uh, she's going to do bits in the service, but we're trying to keep her sat down as much as possible so that uh, she's not suddenly going, woo. <laughs> So we begin with some opening words. Holy God, you direct those who sincerely desire to follow you. You accompany and guide us, lest we lose hope or despair. You lead the faithful into the way of greater opportunities. Your knowledge and grace is sufficient to keep us. Lord, we willingly follow your leading. And I'll hand over to Kath now to lead us in our first hymn, Jesus Calls Us Here to Meet Him. Jesus calls us here to meet him As through word and song and prayer 
We affirm God's promised presence where His people live and can praise the God who keeps His promise. Praise the God who calls us friends. Praise the Spirit who among us to our hopes and fears attends. Jesus calls us to confess Him, Word of life and Lord of all, sharer of our flesh and frailness, saving all who fail or fall. Tell his holy human story, tell his tales that all may hear. Tell the world that Christ in glory came to earth to meet us here. Jesus calls us to each other, vastly different though we are. Creed and colour, class and gender, neither limit nor debar. Join the hand of friend and stranger, join the hands of age and youth. Join the faithful and the doubter in their common search for truth. going to share now in a time of prayer, prayers of adoration and confession, and we'll follow this with the Lord's Prayer. Creator God, when we look at the world of nature, how beautiful it all seems. The blue skies, the birds, the trees, and the fragrance of growing things. The mountains' grandeur, and the cool running streams. Blessings are all around us, with many thousands besides. Even in the darkest times, you walk beside us, supporting and encouraging us, and providing for our needs. You prepare good things for us, such as we cannot even imagine. Give us eyes to see and lips to tell of your glory through one generation to the next. But loving God, we are sorry because amidst the hustle and bustle of daily life, we scarcely find time to seek your face. We fill our time with so many activities that we sometimes miss your opportunities. We have so much to say that we sometimes fail to hear your whisper. We have so much to do that we sometimes fail to see you working in and through others. In our busyness, give us perception to discern the opportunities to share with others. Sometimes we fail to be the best version of ourselves that you encourage us to be. 
we bring to you now the things that we have done that we are sorry for and we lift our confessions to you. We just hold a minute just to think about those things that we want to bring to God. In our pondering, give us wisdom to understand your call upon our life. In our relationships, give us the courage to walk with strangers. And loving God, we know that through the the death on the cross of your son, Jesus, that our sins are now forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen. We say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Becca now to introduce our theme. So I'm hoping on the next slide we've got a picture of a maze. That's it. Thank you. Um, So have you ever come across an ambition or a dream and thought, I have no idea how this is going to be achieved? So sometimes it can be a bit like a maze. You're at one end of the maze and your goal is at the other end. So I'll give you a few, I'll give you a minute or two to try and see if you can work out the way to get to the other side. So, growing up, I'm sure I'm not the only one who briefly, at some point, thought that they would like to be an astronaut. And I thought going to space would be, I still do actually, going to space would be an amazing thing and being an astronaut would be an amazing thing. So... Does anyone know, can anyone work out the reason why lots of people want to be astronauts, but they never quite make it? Does anyone know what you need to do, what hurdles you need to get over to become the next Tim Peake? Anyone, any idea? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's... I'd be out there straight away. Yeah, so vertigo. I, was al- I already had problems with travel sickness before I got vertigo. Just ask anyone that's been to Sierra Leone with me. Um, any car journey, I'm the one taking tablets to stop it. So that might be problem number one. Anyone else know what other things you might need to become? Yes, I looked on the European Space Agency website. Uh, NASA already said, no, you've got to be a US citizen to fly with NASA. So I thought, okay, European Space Agency, I've got a slightly better chance. They've said, we look for the best people possible. You also need a high level of education in scientific or technological disciplines. I'm thinking at least a master's degree, if not higher. Um, A professional background in research or education. Excellent physical health. So you've got to be very fit. Um, A thousand hours as pilot in command of a jet aircraft. And also, for a job, you've got to be better than your competitors to win that space on that mission. So, you can think that if that's the maze, and I'm at the beginning, and astronauts at the end, I'm probably going to go the wrong way quite quickly and reach a dead end. So, next slide, I'll show you the solution, see whether you've worked it out. So you've got to go all the way to the other side, which it took me a while to see that. But it's not only an astronaut that, becoming an astronaut, that you're faced with barriers. There's a lot of people who, there are barriers to them becoming Christians, like you, like me, or so many of you as well. So, can you think of some of the barriers that people might have to stop them becoming a Christian? Being different. Being different. Yeah, I think I put down, Christians are not like me. Yeah, uh, so believing in different things or just that sort of scepticism around church and confusing religion with faith. Say that again. Exactly. So I put, don't know any other Christians, but if you grow up in a non-Christian country or you've never met a Christian, that's, that's a big barrier to finding faith in Jesus. Uh, you came up with some yesterday, didn't you, Mum? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember? No. 
Um, you said not enough time. Too busy. Yeah, Sundays I've got football or I've got I've got this thing with the kids on or I'm getting ready ready for the working week next week. Or doing something on a Sunday already. I can't I can't possibly do it at a different time or, or so sometimes even though it feels so natural to me to be a Christian and to go to church, um, for some people, there are a number of barriers there. Um, In our passage, we will hear how God, through his disciple Philip, breaks down these barriers and uses the help of the Holy Spirit to help him to bring somebody to Christ. Uh, Don's going to read our reading for us. Yeah, so the uh, reading's from Acts chapter 8 and verses 26 to 40. Philip and the Ethiopian. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out on his way. He met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading his passage of scripture. Sorry, this passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice, Who can speak of his descendants, for his life was taken from the earth? The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with the very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they travelled along the road and came to some water, And the eunuch said, look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but he went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared 
at Azotus and traveled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Our next hymn will appear on the screen. It's talking about the works of the Holy Spirit. There's a spirit in the air. conversation with the minister of my church, Ray Borg. I asked him how he felt about leaving our church in the next few weeks. He said he was really going to miss us. He is really enjoying our ministry in West Preston and will be really sad to have to hand it over to someone else. I jokingly replied that he had peaked and it was all downhill from here for him. 
he wasn't going to be surrounded by people as good as we were. Just as I was waiting for a joke about how he couldn't wait to see the back of us, he replied with, I have peaked, but this is where God is calling me to go. There are many similarities between the story of Philip and Ray's next step. Just as Ray will be becoming a mission partner to expats in France with the hope of building a worshipping community there, Philip was called from a successful community in Samaria by the Holy Spirit to spread the good news of the gospel further afield. While on the desert road, with direction from the Holy Spirit, Philip meets the Ethiopian eunuch and is strongly encouraged to stop his carriage and talk to him. When Philip meets the man, he sees someone very different to him. He is not a Jew. This man is a foreigner. His skin is a different colour. This man would never have children. He was subordinate to a woman. And Philip was a man who had been told to run up to the man's chariot on the desert road. There were lots of reasons why the Ethiopian man would be on his guard. When Philip reaches the chariot, he hears the man reading a passage from Isaiah. So Philip asks him, do you understand what you are reading? The man says, no, he has not grown up in this tradition as Philip has. The man does not understand the context or the true meaning of the scripture. With help from the Holy Spirit, Philip takes this passage and starts to explain it to him. Philip takes information from his own context as a follower of Jesus, and uses it to explain the passage that the Ethiopian man is reading. He is reading from Isaiah 53, which if you read the passage, many of us would understand. It is a clear prophecy about the Messiah, which bears many resemblances and is fulfilled in the death of Jesus. Philip could have easily put the scripture to one side and spoken about his time with Jesus, but instead he addresses the primary interest of the Ethiopian man and shares in the passage that he is reading. Philip could have made an assumption and told him to look at a different part of scripture, but he doesn't. Philip could have decided that the eunuch wasn't the right sort of person to have this this good news. 
These are Jewish scriptures. It is beneath me to explain such things to you. But Philip, with the assistance of the Holy Spirit, looks past all these differences. He accepts the man from another country. He accepts the man who has made choices around family life that no Jew would ever make. He accepts the man who clearly has a great deal of power and influence, but is still subordinate to a woman. Philip recognises that this good news is for all. He showed the Ethiopian man that Jesus Christ came to save all, not just the Jews. Once all these barriers have been removed, the man says, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptised? Once the barriers are removed, the man cannot help but respond to the call of Christ on his life. While reading this passage, I was wondering what it would look like if this passage was written today. Could I be as bold as Philip was on the road? I think all of us can think of times when we have almost intentionally avoided talking to people about our faith. I have just started a new job, and even I have small niggling moments where I don't mention that I might be preaching at the weekend. I don't quite know them well enough to be able to share that part of myself with them. But this passage gives us lots of tips to help us or to give us confidence in sharing our faith. The first is that this encounter is driven by the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit that has opened the two men to this. Allowing the Holy Spirit into these conversations makes the whole thing much easier. I think we too can allow that Spirit to work through us too and to give us confidence. The other thing to note is that Philip works with this man where he is. If we can work with people where they are, rather than where we want to be, they are more likely to listen. How can we do this? Maybe it's a fun activity for the family, like the recent Easter egg trail, or messy church. These are all great things that are already going on in your church, a great way of starting those conversations about Jesus. And finally, if you come across a moment, maybe it's in those conversations with a close friend who is down and upset, you can share 
what love and support from Jesus looks like for you and that it can help them turn. But don't be disheartened when your seed sowing doesn't bear immediate fruit. That's what it looks like. Initially, in this passage, this man goes from outsider to part of the Christian community very quickly. But the Ethiopian man was already reading the scriptures and had gone all the way to Jerusalem to worship. God began that journey with the man probably years before. We may never see the growth from the seed that we have planted. In fact, when it comes to sharing our faith, starting conversations where we mention God, it is easiest with other people already on their faith journey. Look around. You have lots of people here who would really encourage you and sharing a little observation that you have noticed this week about God, maybe while walking the dog, or in a moment of your time, it not only encourages you, but the person you are talking to as well. What if we decided as a church that our conversations after church We would share those moments that we've come across every week. It very quickly builds our confidence in talking about God. God doesn't ask people to run before they can walk. So in the post-pandemic world, which feels so close yet so far away... There are lots of people who would really benefit from the light of Christ in their lives. I pray that we can be filled with the power of the Spirit, that we can be that light in their lives too. In Jesus' name, Amen. And now I'll hand over to Zoe, who will read our prayers of intercession. (laughs) Does anybody else get flat nose in their mask? (laughs) I think I'm going to end the pandemic with a very, with a different shaped nose than I started it. Let's join in our prayers of intercession. Let's pray. Loving God, we pray for our world, for those places where we struggle to know what we can do. We pray for the parts of the world struggling with an aggressive form of COVID. And we particularly pray for India, where many vulnerable people are struggling We pray for those who cannot find a bed in a hospital, for the people dying due to shortage of medical oxygen, for families struggling to mourn the dead due to overrun crematoriums. We pray 
for the aid trickling in to help turn the corner on this. Lord, we pray for the families that have lost loved ones in the accident in Israel. Hold those people close at this time of night need. We pray that you can shine a ray of hope that the authorities may find ways that this gathering can happen safely in the future. Loving God, we pray for refugees and displaced people. We pray for them as borders are closed, making their journey to safety and security more difficult. Help them to make the best decisions regarding their futures. Lord, we pray for world leaders that they may end the inequality in the vaccine supply. We pray that we share our supplies with other countries. Lord, we pray that our leaders see that this issue transcends borders and that all are as deserving as we are. Loving God, we pray for situations closer to home. We pray for isolated people struggling during restrictions. We pray for those worried about their finances due to work shortages. We pray for the children who are way behind due to school closures. We pray for those affected by the post office scandal that's that's beginning to be resolved this over this week, but has scarred many lives. We pray for your light to shine on the situation and that the truth may shine through. Lord, we pray for our church, that we may be able to see the barriers to finding faith in you. We ask that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we can talk to people about the gospel truth and what it means to us. Give us your confidence to break down our own barriers to a deeper relationship with you. Lord, we pray for our place within this community in Bamba Bridge. We pray for the links with the school here, that the children can come to know you through their time in that school. We pray for fellowship activities online and activities face-to-face beginning to come back. We give thanks for the joy we receive when we share with other people. Loving one, we bring you our people. We pray for those not yet confident to return to church face-to-face. We pray for those who are unwell and people that we hold in our hearts at this time. We pray for those in care homes who feel cut off from those they care for. And we mention in silence those that we want to bring to your loving attention now. We offer 
all our prayers in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our final hymn this morning is one called Longing for Light. And uh, I think this one speaks into what Rebecca has been saying about that need people have to hear the gospel message. And Kath's going to sing this song for us. Thank you, Kath. Longing for light, we wait in darkness. <clears throat> Christ be our light, shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ be our light, shine in your church gathered today. Longing for light, we wait in darkness. Longing for truth, we turn to you. Make us your own, your holy people. Light for the world to see. Christ be our light, shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ be Shine in your church gathered today. Longing for peace, our world is troubled. Longing for hope, many despair. Your word alone has power to save us. Make us your living voice. Christ be our light. Shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ be our light, shine in your church gathered today. <clears throat> Longing for food, many are hungry. Longing for water, many still thirst. Make us your bread broken for others, shed until all are fed. Christ be our light, shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ be our light, shine in your church gathered today. Longing for shelter, many are homeless. Longing for warmth, many are cold. Make us your building, sheltering others. Walls made of living stone. Christ, be our light. Shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ, be light shine in your church gathered today many the gifts many the people many the hearts that yearn to belong let us be servants to one another making your kingdom Shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ 
and now our blessing. Let the majesty of the Father be the light by which you walk. The compassion of the Son be the love by which you walk. The presence of the Spirit be the power by which you walk. Amen.